0: Just by a show of hands, how many of you would consider yourself as, you know, you're sensitive? You know, you're like, like, like I'm sensitive, you know, like you're a little serious. Okay, thank you. How about uh, those of you who are like funny and like jolly and just like, you're just full of joy. And you're like, you're like this energizer bunny, you know, like you're just happy all the time. Your social butterfly, like, hi, how you doing? you know (laughs) it's good it's good how about the person in the middle like you can you can be like serious and then one day you're just like all over the place you're just like "Ah!" you know how many of you are like that okay there's more of you like in the middle you're playing it safe good choice the reason why I asked you that is because I want to make a statement whether you're sensitive Or you're outgoing or you're right in the middle one way or the other at some point you've offended somebody (laughs) oh we're going to talk about that (laughs) and here's the problem most of the time when we offend someone when we've wronged someone we don't even know we think that everything is cool everything is okay you know and if you have a new hampshire you know attitude hmm can 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 I say this not my problem you know <laughs> deal with it deal with it it's my freedom you know what's that on our bumper it says live free or die so I can say whatever I want I can do whatever I want It's my right. If I offended you, too bad. (laughs) But that's the world. If you're a Christian, if you're a true follower of Jesus Christ, if you're a disciple, that's not what we're instructed to do. So today we're going to continue with our series, Luke 17. Are you guys ready? Please open your Bibles on Luke 17. There's a lot here, guys. I was asking the Lord, like, Lord, should I, like, sum everything up, like, last week and run out of time, or should I just pick one part of this chapter, and maybe I'll email them throughout the week about the rest, and I'm like, Lord, guide me, and the Lord is telling me to focus on the first 10 verses. So you're going to probably hear about me, talk, or send you an email about the uh, 10 lepers and the coming of God's kingdom sometime during this week. But I want to focus on, you know, the first 10 verses. Verse 1. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. That's going to happen. You can't stop that. Whether you like it or not, it's going to come. Something is going to cause you to stumble. Okay? But he says, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their necks than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. He's referring to probably, you know, young Christians, young believers. And then he says, so watch yourself. Tell the person next to you, watch yourself. Put some attitude, watch yourself. You got to wake him up. Is this really Jesus saying like, if you're someone who's causing a brother to stumble, oh, let me change that. To fall away oh let me say that dude to, to sin i put a a heavy rock on your neck i'm gonna throw you in the middle of the sea you're not serious lord you're just kidding right no he said that why why do you think why do you think jesus said that because he wants you to know that this is serious stuff we're, we're, we're not We're not playing here. This is not a game. And when I said sometimes when we offend somebody and we don't even know, watch yourself. I think we should ask ourselves, am I a stumbling block? Do I cause somebody to stumble every morning? Look at yourself in the mirror like, Lord, is there anything in my life? Does my attitude stink? Does my behavior pleases you? You know, the way I behave, the way I act around, you know, people, the situation, at work or school, does, does that glorify, does that encourage people or am I causing them to stumble? That's a hard question to ask, you know. If you do not want to ask that question, ask somebody you trust. If you're married, ask your spouse. They'll tell you. Yeah. Kreslin has told me many, many times, Many, many times. I'm a jokester. If you know me, I'm a jokester. I, 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 I kid a lot, you know. To the point sometimes that I sound condescending and sarcastic and demeaning. Okay. And I used to say, it's fun. I'm just having fun. It's, 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 not, it's not real. It's, I'm just, and praise God my, I have my wife who tells me like, no, you need to stop that that's not encouraging. Check your heart. How's your heart? Are you causing someone to stumble? Then he continues. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying I repent you must forgive them there it is that person who's asking like have I caused anyone to stumble have I caused anyone to sin and if the answer is yes guys if the Holy Spirit is in you the Holy Spirit will will probably let you know you just have to be honest you know like Holy Spirit did I did I offend somebody did I cause somebody to stumble wrong anybody the Holy Spirit will tell you and when you hear the Holy Spirit act on it right away okay what are you supposed to do go to that person say I think I've wronged you I'll tell you a story um just this past week there was a family promise going on and uh, we have volunteers in there and I saw a sister um and I haven't seen her for for like more than a year I've seen her on online, but not in person. So when I saw her, I go like, "Sister!" I was ready to hug her, you know. And she goes like, "Nope, stay away from me. Back up." I'm like, "What? Stay away." She's wearing a mask. Stay away. And I go like, "What? I just miss you. Like, can I just hug you?" Nope. And then I go like, "How about a knuckle? How about a knuckle?" Just a knuckle? Is that a second, no? No. And then I just remembered the reason why is because she has health issues. And that's risky to hug her. But I didn't really take you know, it seriously. So I hugged everybody else. And I chatted. After 10 minutes, I was about to say... I uh, about, about to say goodbye. I jokingly, jokingly motioned to hug her again. And I said, see you later, guys. Thanks for, for uh, you know, for saying, for serving. And then I was like, like, did this? And she said, nope. And that was that. I, I didn't think of anything about that. The following day, I got an email. Okay? And the email simply says, I have a concern, Pastor Richie did you not know about my health concerns, you know? Why were you wanting to hug me, you know, when I've already told you before that I'm at risk? I'm sorry, and she says, I'm sorry that I could not hug you. I know you wanted to hug me, but I just can't. When I was reading that, I'm like, I think I offended my sister you know. I could have easily said, come on, like really? Seriously? And I wrote back, I'm so sorry if I made you uncomfortable and if I offended you. and The only reason why I wanted to help you is because I really miss you and I love you. Would you forgive me? Guys, that's what we need to do. Don't wait any longer, okay? God put us together. I love that one of our values is family. And if we're family, that means we're in relationship with one another. Say, in relationship. Okay? That's the desire of the Lord. For us to be in relationship. For us to love one another. We have an enemy who wants to destroy that. Who wants to bring division and disunity. Who wants us not to love each other. Okay? He's going to say, you don't have to love them you can just like them because if you like them it's okay every now and then to offend them they'll grow up what God is saying here if you love me then you need to love one another amen there's a way to rebuke somebody it's in Matthew 18 15 you can just write this down Matthew 18:15: "If somebody offends you, you need to go to that person. okay? Don't be afraid. Go to that person in love," he saying. Um, you did something that didn't sit well with me, or you said something that I didn't quite understand that was offending to me. You have to let that person know. If that person is your brother or your sister, don't be afraid to talk to that person. The problem with us is that we don't talk. We say that we're family, we're in relationship, but we don't talk. That's another deception of the enemy. We're like family, like we love each other. And yet we don't really talk and correct each other. We need to. Can I give you guys another example? Okay. A long time ago, um, Pastor Mark and a group of leaders were talking about having like titles for our team and i was in the other room you know and i heard you know them them talking like oh you'll you'll be the the architect oh that's awesome you you're, you'll be the engineer you'll be the 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 creator the designer you know you're the dragon slayer and everybody was like Woo-hoo-hoo! you know like these titles were amazing and I was in my office the other room I wasn't part of that meeting but they were just talking loud so I could hear them and then somebody asked what about Pastor Richie what about Pastor Richie and then I heard somebody oh that's easy he's the caretaker <laughs> no woos no yay awesome like no, no 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 oh he that's easy he's the caretaker I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I took offense. I was offended. Okay. You know why? In the Philippines, caretaker is a person who digs the grave. Okay. You're the guy who's digging the grave, and 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 you wait until someone gets buried, in, and then you cover that hole. And if you work in a in a medical field, a caretaker is someone who does the messy and dirty stuff. You know what I'm saying. And I took offense. And I said, like, really? I'm a ter- caretaker. And I just surrendered that to the Lord because I'm mm. spiritual. You know. <laughs> Lord, I'm not going to take offense. I'm going to surrender that to the Lord. I'm going to forgive them. Hmm. To forgive him. A day or two passed. The Lord was trying to convict me. Like, you need to talk to your padre. You need to talk to your padre. I got like, no, no, no. Finally, I listened to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I talked to your dad, Abby. And I said, padre, can I just share my heart with you? And he says, yeah, absolutely, you know, absolutely, what's that going on, when well, you guys were talking about titles, names, and then somebody says, you're a caretaker, I don't know if it was you or somebody, I took offense, and you know, I explained that a caretaker is like someone who's really loud, you know what Pastor Mark says, oh, I'm so sorry, Pastor Richie. it's not, it's not what we meant. You're the caretaker because you loved his congregation so much and that you would leave and pause and spend time with somebody who's in need. You know. That's why you're the caretaker. And I look at him I said, "I know that, but just it just didn't sit well with me. <laughs> you could have just said like, you know, pastoral care, or, you know, like awesome pastor or <laughs> But that's what the enemy does. He wants you to take offense. And he wants to bring division. To separate us in this unity. It's happening in the church. That's why many churches go through a split. You know what's the greatest problem with the church? Is that we say that we're we're followers of Jesus Christ. And that we love Him. And that we love one another. But really... We don't. That's why God is calling us. If my people, who are called by my name, would seek my face, pray, turn from the wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal the land. We need to acknowledge that, Lord, Lord. We're we're not getting this right. We offend each other. We wrong each other. How can we make it right? Go do that, brother. Go to that sister ask for forgiveness and if you're that person forgive forgive why do you need to forgive even though it's hard why do you need to forgive because it's in the bible okay if you don't forgive okay in matthew 6 15 it says if you don't forgive the heavenly father will not forgive you too you need to forgive so can you imagine jesus telling his disciples this how many times do we forgive them single time when they repent forgive them and what did they say Lord increase our faith this is so hard no way that's what we say right who wants more faith raise your hand more faith more faith I do I want more faith I think we we need more faith we want more faith not just in forgiving others but in doing pretty much all the things that God calls us to do. You know, you, you hear God's voice like, Go on a mission. I need more faith, Lord. Go lead that group. I need more faith, Lord. Go share Jesus and the gospel. I need more faith, Lord. Go serve in the family promise. I need more faith, Lord. serve in any ministry because they're in need the children's ministry i need more faith lord do we say that we say that all the time every time god calls us to do something it's almost like yeah i I hear you lord yeah amen yes and amen yeah but i need more faith i feel like i don't have enough faith yet kresselin got this for me you guys know what this is? Yeah? Mustard seed. I told her, I only need one. Oh, it's falling. I told Cresson, I only need one. And she says, I'm not going to see it. Not going to see it. But I only need one. Can you guys see it? (sniffs) Come on. Can you guys see it? Open your eyes, guys. Can you see it? It's a mustard seed. I'm holding it. It's right here. It's about one to two millimeters. It's like .039 or .079 inches in diameter. Can you see it? Come on. This is the size of what our faith should be like when Jesus said he replied if you have faith as small as a mustard seed right here okay you can say to this mulberry tree be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you Amen. can you see it sometimes you don't need to see your faith okay nobody needs to see your faith for as long as God sees your faith you're good can I tell you something more if you're here the Bible says that without faith it is impossible to please God okay the reason why you're here is because you have faith in God do you know how many people who does not believe in God So many. But you're here because you believe in the existence of the living God. You believe in the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do you also believe that the Bible is His living word? Amen? That this was inspired by the Holy Spirit? Amen? Do you believe that Jesus was sent, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish? Do you believe that Jesus came to save us? Amen. Do you believe that when he died, he was buried, and the third day he rose again? Do you believe that, church? Do you believe that? And when He is about to go, okay, he said, "I, I need to go. It's for your own benefit. Because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not be with you. And he left, and he gave us the Holy Spirit. He breathed the Holy Spirit to us. Do you believe that the Holy Spirit is in us, church? says, one day I'm gonna come again. One day I'm gonna come again, which is very soon. I'm gonna take you where there's no more crying, no more dying, no more pain, no more suffering. Do you believe that church? Now tell me, if you believe all that, is your faith the size of a mustard seed? believe all that? And yet you're still asking God like, Lord, I want a size of a mustard seed faith. Church, your faith is not a mustard seed. Your faith is a tree. Your faith is big. Your faith is bearing fruit. Your faith is growing. Your faith is alive and it's active. And what you need to do is just obey. What you need to do is just obey. Don't delay, obey. Don't doubt, don't fear, but obey what God's commands are. Amen? Verse 17. I'm sorry, verse seven. It says here, suppose one of you has a servant Plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field. "Oh, come along now and sit. Sit down and eat. Oh you can put your feet up. Yeah what do you need? Massage? I'll, I'll give that to you. No it's, that's not there. I'm just adding that there. Yeah. Or would he rather say. Prepare my supper, supper. Get yourself ready. Wait on me while I eat and drink. Then after that you may eat and drink. Verse 9, will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, you should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. Some of you are probably like offended by the word servant. You know, but if you're a follower of Jesus, Christ, you're a servant. Jesus says, anyone who follows me serves me. You can't be following the Lord and not be a servant. Some of us are following and serving the Lord and we're expecting a reward, a pat on the back, a recognition. It's good to be recognized sometime, but let not that be your motivation. Let that be your reason why you're serving, okay? And then don't, don't take offense, you know? Don't be grumpy when somebody does not recognize that you were serving, because your reward is in heaven. Amen? If you're serving actually and no one is recognizing you, I always tell them this, that means your mansion is gonna be bigger. (laughs) Bigger than all those people who have been recognized, who have received applauses and recognition here on earth. But here's one thing that I want all of us to see. Jesus is the master here, and he's saying, we're servants. Say, I'm a servant. I'm a servant. About two weeks ago, I asked you guys a question. How many of you wants to party? And everybody's like, yeah, woo. Party is like eating and drinking. Party is like dancing and, and doing all these wait a minute god says here there's work to be done you should be out there doing something you should be out there reaching the lost, caring for the least and training the found is that easy no it's never easy to follow jesus when you have done everything you were told to do you should say we are unworthy servants because in Romans 3 it says no one is righteous, not even one only God is righteous so when you recognize that like Lord, I'm not worthy and yet you love me and yet you save me and you set me free and you have a purpose and a plan for me I choose to serve you Every day, even when it's hard, write this down. John seven, John twelve, twenty six. It says, John twelve, twenty six. It says, "Whoever serves me must follow me. Where I am, my servants will be also. My Father will honor the one who serves me." Then I want to jump to Matthew eighteen. I'm sorry. Not Matthew, Matthew 7, verse 21. It says here Matthew 7, verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say on that day, Lord, Lord. Did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not use your name to drive out demons and do signs and wonders and miracles? We perform many miracles in your name. Did we not do that, Lord? Then Jesus would look at them and he will tell them, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. probably heard this message many times and you're probably hearing it again for a hundred times you're probably asking the lord like is there anything new lord i believe the reason why god is reminding us of this message is because even though we have faith even though we believe in the lord We're not serving him. God has given you the faith to forgive multitude of sin. God has given you the faith to serve the high priest, the great I am, the king of Kings and the Lord of Lords. God has given us the faith to love one another. God has given us the faith, Surrender all to Him because He's worthy. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device, we wanna say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.